This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're an MMA fan that's listening today, thank you very much. And if you want to use CBD products, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You have everything an athlete needs or wants. It's not only for MMA athletes. It's for every type of sport. Everyday blue-collar worker, anyone who has aches and pains could use these products. It's all CBD infused, very low THC. No one will get high off it. So it's all safe for every shape, size, age, doesn't matter, even pets. So go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. And if you're a woman that so happens to be listening to the show, go to poppyapparel.com if you like to shop online. If you use promo code THEPODCAST, capital D, you'll get 10% off. They have everything for any shape and size, for any season, for anything a woman needs or wants. And if you spend more than $50, they ship worldwide and it's free. If you're into collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, wrestling, movies, anything you could think of, go to firstrow.ca. This is a Canadian company. They are called First Row Collectibles. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. Everything you see there is in Canadian funds. So for all you American listeners, it's a little bit cheaper for you. And they ship, obviously, to the States if I'm promoting it. And they update daily. Like I said, they have anything that a sports fan needs, wrestling fan, MMA fans. They have signed memorabilia, signed belts, signed gloves, whatever you need or want. Go check them out. Like I said, they update daily. And if you want to support me directly, please go to tpublic.com. And if you're listening to myself on a device just scroll down it's all embedded there in the description just click it takes you directly to my merchandise store i have everything you need or want t-shirts hoodies tank tops doesn't matter for kids phone cases anything you can think of i sell there. mugs go support the cause it really helps me out and lastly please the most important thing go rate subscribe review on apple podcast stitcher tune in soundcloud spotify and iHeartRadio. that's just as important as all the other things i mentioned at the top of the show so, on to this week's guest. She is the first pro-Vietnamese-American female fighter. She's a current rising competitor with actually an upcoming fight that I'm sure we'll touch on. She's also a former three-time King of the Cage champ. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy, the Creation. How do you pronounce it? Hey, the Creation, like a crazy Asian. Creation, right. It's not Creation, <laughs> it's Creation, like, because the, the no, extra it's just A. it's Creation. 
Crazy. Crazy win. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? Uh, nothing. I just finished uh, some jujitsu and um, making suits. So it's cold out here. So. Okay, you're in Jacksonville, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Okay, you can't speak of cold because I'm up here in Toronto and we just got blanketed with snow to the point where I lost power. And if people hear the crackling in the background, because I had the fireplace going to keep the house warm right now, so that's cold. You're right. You're right. That, yeah, I know. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be complaining because next week I will be in Michigan training anyways, and that's gonna be really cold. That's crazy. Okay, let's get to it. Training. How? You have your upcoming fight in Japan, obviously, with the Bellator slash Ryzen, the huge card with Fedor and uh, Rampage on it. And actually, a former guest, Jared Brooks, is also on the card, so shout out to him. And I was, my first question was, when do you go to Japan to get acclimated? Or are you going to train in Japan, or are you going to do all your training here and just go over there right before the fight? How does it actually work for you? It's not enough time to get acclimated when you, once you get there. I'll start waking up really early. Um... Probably about 4 a.m. over here, which is 5 p.m. over there. Oh, wow. I think they're I think they're doing it early. I'm not sure. I think they're doing the fights pretty early this time. I don't know. But usually, usually, because this is not the first time I've been in Japan, okay. usually I'll start waking up at 4 a.m. in America, Eastern Standard Time, and then do cardio, just get my heart rate up, and then, you know, and just start my day. That's towards the end. Um I, you know, I fly all over the world now. I mean, you can't really say jet lag. It's just, it's it's like I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a different time zone. I'm just used to it now. And what about like the culture and everything, like the eating habits and everything that you used to here that you don't have over there? How tough is that on you? Oh, it's not that tough. You know, I'm I'm usually cutting weight, so I'm not That's really true. eating much but like boiled eggs and spinach anyway okay. until. Uh, weigh-ins which is still a lot of pedialyte coconut water and i'll have that with me then i'll just you know feast um and it's usually rise and have all the fighters at the westin in tokyo japan oh, nice. and they have this nice buffet and it's like breakfast lunch and dinner okay. all in one in all cultures so it's super super good and has a large range of variety of different foods gotcha and speaking of weigh-ins, before we get to promoting the fight, you, one of your weigh-ins had 2.2 million views. Is this correct? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, wow. And for, I, I, I couldn't find it online. I didn't have time because this is all rushed last minute. But explain to the people who don't know, what, why did it get 2.2 million views? What's so special about this weigh-in? Um, I, I think it's because when I fluff my pillow, like when I you know, like fluff my my butt cheeks out or something okay. and we had rena on there too so rena is a really uh big star up in japan also it was rena uh, it was me it was me you so it's it's cool to know and um you know the sponsors like to be known up there too <laughs> and be viewed of course so back to the fight it's coming up december 29th you are up against ayu shimizu is that how you say it so what are you doing anything special anything out of the ordinary to get ready for this fight what's different from every other fight camp that you've had so far um well this one um it's going to be in the bellator cage inside ryzen arena which is a Saitama arena instead of the ryzen ring so i think oh. um 
yeah, it's going to be interesting. So it's going to be in a cage. Right. And I don't think she's been in the cage long enough. I have way more time, experience in the cage, and I'm going to use that to my advantage. And um, I think it'll be a great fight. It'll be a fun fight. And uh, she's still new. I believe she just started fighting, like, a year or two ago, and um, she, she's a great uprising star, uh, upcoming protege of me, Yamamoto. So it's, it's going to be a great fight. Yeah, looking forward to it personally myself. And well, how, what about yourself? What do you prefer to fight in, a ring or a cage, if you had a choice? I, I've done both. I'm kind of used to it. It doesn't matter so where it, it doesn't... goes. <laughs> it really doesn't. But cage is kind of like my home. Like, I just, you know, actually I haven't been in the cage Fight in a long time. I think the last time I fought in the cage was, I don't even remember. Because the last couple ones were in Asia, and they're all in the ring. So, uh, probably my last one was with King of the Cage, and that was probably like two years ago. I can't remember. Oh, wow. So, it's a little bit a while. And what about the pressure, if you have any, for fighting on such a huge card in Japan with such a great headliner that it is? Do you feel any more pressure? Do you feel like you have to perform better because there's more eyes or anything like that? Oh, no, I don't think, I don't have to, there's no pressure because I'm, like, lower on the fight card. I, I'm usually either, like, mid-ray or co-main or main. Oh. I've been in main event before against Rena for the Adam Waite tournament, uh, Grand Prix. So this one is, like, down here, like, the first five. It's going to be easy-peasy so I can sit <laughs> back and watch the rest. That's true. Um, yeah, so actually all the hard, big pressure has already been thrown at me, so this is going to be whole lot easier so being born and i assume raised in myrtle beach how did you get i was born i was born in hollywood california oh, shit. In la okay yeah i lived in los angeles till i was 13 but then i guess you grew up in myrtle beach then do i have that correct in south carolina yes okay so someone who grew up in myrtle beach how did you get into mma what was your inspiration what made you click that i want to do this for a living uh, well, I didn't know I wanted to do it for a living. I just picked up a, a hobby um, 10 years ago, and I liked it a lot. And uh, I, I just got I just got stuck with it. I got my foot through the door, probably because of my looks. Um, sex sells, it's the truth. <laughs> and uh, it's the truth. And uh, I wasn't even that good, <laughs> to be honest with you. There just wasn't okay. a lot of females yet. And uh, gotcha, yeah. and then I uh, I take my training to another up to another notch when I moved to Louisiana and trained full time with Andrea Lee, and then that's where I turned pro, and that's and then it's history from then on. So who's your favorite fighter then? Andrea Lee. She I, and everybody thinks it's got to be somebody like a superstar right, or something okay. like that. I love watching my best friend. And like, because I learn her, and like, I watch her and like scrutinize it, and I know study her. So she's always have been one of my favorite fighters, and I've just watched her. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, how about fantasy matchup? If, dead or alive, any weight class doesn't matter, male or female. Who would you want to fight and step into that ring? Man, I don't know. Uh, I guess Ronda Rousey if I can oh. get her in my weight class. I mean, I know she's going to go for the judo throws and the arm bars, but right. I would love to stand and bang with her. <laughs> and I'm sure that will bring a lot of eyes as well, right? So that's an added bonus too. Of course, yeah. Yeah, you got to be smart nowadays, especially with MMA being so entertainment oriented. And speaking of that, you brought it up, sex sells, and people could say that you post a lot of scantily clad photos online and all that. You know how the game is played, and you see it. Do you enjoy it more with the entertainment aspect, or would you rather it be pure sport? Uh, I, 
I'm an entertainer. I like to entertain the crowd. It's my job. It's a sport because I, I stay healthy. It keeps me out of trouble. Right. And I'm in a regimen and I'm in a routine. So it keeps me on track. I see both. That's pretty cool. And how about how important is it to represent Vietnam then? Because you have it in all, all your headings. Everywhere you look, you see you're very proud. You have the flag everywhere. You carry it. How What does it mean to you to represent that country? I, it, it would mean a lot to me if they ever go to Vietnam. Um, I wasn't born in Vietnam. I was born in America. So I wish right. I knew more about the country. Okay. I've visited the country. I've trained at Saigon Sports Club. Oh, wow. And they're a great gym. And those guys, you know, um, help sponsor some of the gears and everything. So they're shout out to them. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that, that'd be great. It's a, it's a, it's a, it was known for a poor country. B. Win is doing a really good job representing the country on that side for 1FC. Right. So I'll, I'll let her do that, and then I'll take care of this side. <laughs> <laughs> so in a perfect world, and if you could snap your fingers, would you want to be currently right now in the UFC, or are you legit cool with what you're doing and you're just going to ride it out? Yep, I'm, I'm fine with what I'm doing right now. UFC is just... I don't want to say bad because I don't want Dana White to be one day to be my boss, but gosh, they're, they're just they're shady. <laughs> they're shady. Well, it is a corporation, right? So that's the yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's just I don't know. I fought for pretty much everybody. Right. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you would say yes if he came a calling then. If, yeah, if they have the right. I mean, they don't have the atom weight weight class. That's I'm true. way too small for a straw weight, mm. and I, I don't know if, it, if it's ever going to happen. But if it does. Yeah, I'll like that phone call and see what the contract looks like. <laughs> cool. What about the weirdest thing to ever happen to you, either in a fight or in a training camp leading up to a fight? Anything like out of the blue that you're like, fuck, what the hell was that? Uh, no, I can't, not, nothing that I could, that pops up. My, probably my pro debut when I first hopped in the cage, I rolled my ankle. I didn't have oh, my shit. ankle, I rolled my ankle, and I was scared my opponent saw that, but she didn't, so... Thank God I beat her, TKO, but, but I was, yeah, right when I hopped on, I rolled my ankle, and I was like, ah, shit, <laughs> this is great. Oh, my God. How about uh, weight cutting? Everyone knows that that's the worst thing about the sport. Other, put that aside. Something that fans don't know about that you hate about the sport as well that, again, like I said, not the everyday person would realize not being in the sport themselves. I hate weight cutting. Oh, I hate weight cutting. I own two sauna tents. So it's one of those portable that you sit in, and it's um, and it just uh, steams up. So it's kind of like a like a steam room, more like a steam room than a, a sauna. Right. And uh, I, I take that with me whenever I travel because I have to have that. Some some of these hotels don't have saunas and steam rooms, and you know it's it's very convenient to have. And they're only they're under hundred bucks nowadays. You could get that on Amazon. Oh really? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool, because I love saunas myself. Not that, that I fight or anything, just to have that dry heat every once in a while. Because I don't want to build one yeah. in my home, obviously, and waste all that electricity and stuff. So to know that's actually, I'm, I might even look into that now. Yeah, yeah. go on Amazon. See, Amazon should sponsor me. So Amazon, <laughs> there you go. You type in sauna tent, and you sit down. You, you have your head out, so you don't feel claustrophobic. So that means your body stays in there. It's oh, not a dry yeah. sauna. So it, it's oh, steamed. Oh, it's steamed. Okay. Yeah, so you have a little... It looks like a rice cooker. You put water in it, and right. it blows up water in, and it steams up. And your hand is sitting hand out for the out the tent, so you can put your phone. Right. Oh, so that's how it is. Okay, but other than uh-huh. weight cutting, what's the other thing you hate about the the sport of MMA that you wish that would be eliminated or you wouldn't have to do? Um, 
nothing really. I I don't know. Nothing really. <laughs> I guess you just love it that I, much. I don't eh? have any complaints. It's a sport that I participate in, and I know what I'm getting myself into. So it's like kind of hard to complain about something when I know what I'm getting myself. I hate fighting wrestlers. Is that that could be one? Like I hate fighting wrestlers, but they oh, exist. Yeah. I'm sure they hate fighting strikers. <laughs> Other than fighting, though, you've also... I don't know if you still do this. Are you still a matchmaker for King of the Cage? Yes, I've matched three cards so far. Um, of course, I can't fight forever. And King of the Smart. Cage love um, having me. And, I, I, you know, the owner, Terry's Reveloff, uh, we have a great friendship. And he's like, I want you on my staff. Like, I, you know, you're really talented. I can find fighters. I, I, could, do, I could do it all. I've been a ring girl. Uh, I've fought for them before. I've been a champion. Now I'm a matchmaker. You know, I might be the judge one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so how hard is it? Because obviously you said you have friends and everything. How hard is it to, make, to put these? Do you set that aside? Do you still have a little bit of feelings involved? Or is it straight all analytical when you make these cards? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm mature enough. Well, as a veteran, where, yeah, it's okay. I have to fight my friends in there now. Matchmaking is the hardest job. It is stressful. I'm not made to sit down and do researches and look for weight classes for men. I didn't even know there's weight classes, different names for welterweights and and stuff. I had to Google what welterweight was. Like, I I didn't know nothing. All I knew about the women's MMA. I never paid attention to the guys. I don't date fighters. I don't, you know, so I don't know. But once I start matchmaking, oh, my God, this is so like stressful and then and and you know who's the real pussies and who got padded records so Mm. yeah (laughs) that's true too but at the same time i guess it's kind of fun because you are fantasy booking but for real (laughs) yeah like in real life (laughs) oh my god so has there ever been a match you put together where someone's got so pissed that they either walked out or didn't want to do the fight and you had to calm them down or anything have you ever experienced that stress of matchmaking yet no, I've had a guy uh, get injured against a guy that sold a lot of tickets, and that was very, very stressful. And that's going to happen. You know, it, those things are going to happen. I just have to not um, uh, just blow up about it. it it's just going to happen. I'm still going to get paid regardless. But, it's, you know, you know the fighters because you've been on that side. They train so hard for this fight, and they're weight-cutting. And the day before weigh-ins, I get a phone call saying, you know, I injured myself. Oh, I'm like, how did you injure yourself from right. cutting the weigh-ins like tomorrow? Well, I'm stretching the hip pads. You know, things like that can happen. Oh, shit. Yeah, that must be stressful. Yeah. And, then, and then how do you scramble? Like, do you, do you always have a backup for every match, or do you just pick something out of the blue? Not two days. It's very hard to mm. do two days. I've matched people within three, four days. Okay. Um, it's hard to have all the medicals. Uh, prepared and for that states different states needs different medicals um yeah stuff like that weight classes weight classes would have to change when you when you change the fighter because they didn't cut weight they didn't have the full camp all those things come in together oh that's nuts so what's like you said it you're not going to fight forever so what's left do you think to accomplish in the mma aspect until you go more corporate side I don't know. I, I, I do like matchmaking, not all the time, not full time. I'm going to keep fighting until the wheels fall off. I mean, it's true. So <laughs> that's, that's what we do. Well, it's a good thing that Ryzen's in bed with Bellator because who knows? Maybe even at 50, you'll be able to fight at Bellator, right? <laughs> Some of these guys are 40 and 50, and they're Wait. like doing tournaments. And I'm like, oh my God. Because uh, a pro cop was the main event the first time I fought in Ryzen. Oh, shit. And okay. He won the tournament at like. 
40, late 40s. Wow. And I'm like, yes, there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and see, and you have even more hope because if you think about it, the heavyweights obviously hit harder and you're an atom weight. So obviously it's more technical involved. You're probably not as hurt as they are. Your, your longevity is longer and everything. So you might have a chance to even fight at 60. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> a mom will be like, "No, stop!" <laughs> well, speaking of men, I have to bring it up too. The whole thing of WMMA, as they call it, versus MMA. Do you still have that stigma? Do you still see it in gyms? Is it still real or has it officially gone? Because in my opinion, I had this conversation with Jared when he was on Jared Brooks, Monkey God, and I said it that MMA is the closest thing to any sport where the women and the men are pretty much side by side equal. We are, yeah, pretty much side by side equal right now. Uh, I might have some gyms where a new guy doesn't know who I am, and he'll try to, you know, uh, flaunt his stuff or something. Sure. And I, I don't care. It, you know, it doesn't matter. It shows that he's a bigger, I mean, a lesser of a man than I am. I've right. got bigger balls than him. So I, I don't care about stuff like that. But, yeah, it, it is getting, it's very common now to, to know a fighter. Somebody knows a fighter, somebody's fighting, or somebody's friends a fighter. Sure. It's really common, yeah. So, uh, I, I need to ask. You ever been sparring with a guy and you hit him or you go full and you take him down and he sucks out to the point where he just doesn't want to spar anymore and he just tucks his tail and walks away? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had yeah a couple guys. One of my trainer's cousins, he brought them in. Oh, my they God. They were younger kids. Uh, you know, not the leak one yet, but they were like, Andy, spar with him. And then, like, I'm like, <laughs> it's just, I'm still spastic because I'm still new. And I'm just like boxing them, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, he gets too fast!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. And I'm sure it makes you feel great as well, right? <laughs> I, I didn't even recognize. I didn't realize I was like hitting him that hard. I thought that's how we went. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god another thing other than your fighting is you're known for having some cool entrances like the last one the one that everyone brings up obviously is the one in 2018 at Ryzen 13 where you came out dancing to Smooth Criminal Michael Jackson hat, top hat and all how much pressure I shouldn't say pressure how much time and effort went into that and you pulled it off seamlessly and it was great and I'm sure you got a very good feedback but again how many people were just like oh look at her she's just coming to the ring dancing she's disrespecting the sport you get any of that as well no, I don't get a lot of people saying disrespected. I have a lot of haters that be like, oh, my God, and roll their eyes. And then I have a lot of people that, you know, I, I got recognized. I won it globally. One FC gave me the award. Um, MMAfighting.com gave me the award. Errol Hilwani gave me the award. Oh, wow. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I won it, and it, was, it showed up on ESPN. It, so... Uh, no, I didn't have time to <laughs> to practice. I don't have a ramp coming home. <laughs> That's true, you know, too. I didn't know how, how many minutes I could go. I knew my outfit. I knew that ramp because I've been through that ramp. But you really don't know. And your heart's being way too fast. Your heart's right. being faster than normal. So I, I uh, yeah, I did that. And everybody thinks I, I, did, I worked on that moves way more than the fight. No, watch your butt off. I just have a moment like in the showers or like something else just practicing. Nothing like training. We train like 25, 30 hours a day and I, wow. and I might do it 30 seconds a week. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. That's, that's it. it, right. I don't, I don't practice it at all. So when do you come up with these ideas? Because like I said, you've had other ones where you come out dancing to other songs and you make this whole theme about your whole entrance. Does it come like the week before? Do you already know going into a fight? Or do you wait for a certain venue to pull something off so then, it, like I said, it's w within 
I guess, theme, right? Uh, it depends on what's going on with my life uh, at oh, the okay. time. Andrea was uh, getting hurt, and, the, you know, the, the lyric was, Andy, are you okay? And smooth criminal. So yeah. I was saying that, Andy, are you okay? Because, you know, she was going through a domestic violence abuse and stuff like that. So that was one. Um, this next one, it just came up on my head because I'm fighting a wrestler, and I'm coming out to MC Hammer, can't touch this. Oh, wow. So that's <laughs> nice. So that's going to that's gonna be fun. <laughs> Can't wait for that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and see, and again, that's just why I, I, I personally love Ryzen for that spectacle because I, I, I was a huge uh, Pride fan as well. And, and again, having uh, love for pro wrestling that I love the whole spectacle and having like backstories. Like I always love a lead, a good lead up into a fight as well, as much as I love the fight itself, obviously. But I think like, again, not over the top spectacle where you know it's fake. But I like like the originality, like the personality, like MMA fighters all have personalities. You're not just robots and all just like grunts. You're not just like outcasts. They actually have brains. They know what they're doing and stuff like that. So to have, I think Ryzen and these sort of organizations have their spot, even if not too many viewers have their eyes on it, because then it opens eyes to the rest of the world. And then eventually it, it takes them, to, as they say, to the big show, right? Yeah, uh, you're right. Every fighter has a personality, you know, with UFC doing the Reebok. It's, they're all in a uniform. They're all exactly. in like soccer you know? So it takes away, like, I can't fight what how I want to wear. I always fight in a skirt, you know? Like, they're not going to let me wear what I want to wear. Right. I mean, I, I think they won't, you know? And that, that means a lot, too, because my sponsors help me out throughout the whole time. I, I do this full time. So, yep. yeah, that, that will, that does take it away. And I that's why I love fighting for Ryzen. And this is, this is really cool, Bellator colliding into Ryzen, you know? Yeah. Maybe Bellator will recognize me because I just started doing Adam Waits recently, too. No, and that would be perfect because, like you said, if they just started, then they're going to be looking for the best in the world. And I'm sorry, I'm sure you're at least in top 10, if not top 20 for sure, right? So why not pick yeah. you up? And people already have eyes on you, so they're familiar with your work, so they'll tune in for sure, right? Yes. So, after this fight, not to say that you're looking forward, but obviously you're being my guest. I'm going to be rooting for you, so you're, you're going to kick her ass regardless. What's after this fight? Are you already looking for someone else? Again, not saying that she's a stepping stone, but do you have a next plan? Um, I'm still signed with Lion Fights, Muay Thai. So, oh, okay. I'm going to take a little break after Ryzen and then switch back to Muay Thai. So, that that will be, I don't need 2020. And what... Again, obviously, if you're doing Muay Thai, you love it. But if you only had to pick it's one, exclusive. So I can't fight in anywhere but North America for 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 Muay Thai or, or MMA. Oh, really? So if I fight in Asia, it's it's allowed. They let me fight in Asia. Also, oh, that's and that even goes not to say that you'll ever do it, but like grappling and all that other stuff too. Yeah, so yes. Oh, yeah. so you can't do shit. Oh, I see. So. Do you prefer, I guess, doing Muay Thai? Because, again, as you say, you hate wrestling and all that aspect. So It's a new sport to me. Uh, it's a little different. What the fuck? So, looks like I lost Andy the Crasian right now. As you guys know, I was uh, recording this during a blackout. I had my fireplace crackling in the background because I had no power. It was very cold outside. But when they hand you lemons, what do they say? You make lemonade. So I called up. The podcast alumni and good friend, Leo the Lion Kuntz. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Finger Steve? It's good to be here. How you doing? Sorry to hear about uh, you losing power there and all that stuff. Yeah, I know. That was yesterday. Like I said, I tried. And because Andy's so busy and she's in 
her training camp. I don't want to keep bothering her and get her back on. So I got you to yeah, fill in the last yeah, half sure of the show. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Perfect. So what's been up with you, man, since the last time I had you on? Because you, you came in hot last time when you were on with Patty. Yeah, 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 that's right. It was me and Patty on last time, wasn't it? That's right. I thought, And I was on one time before that, I think, too, right, with you? I don't know. I, I think so, right? Right, yes. You were on before. That yeah. was pretty much your introduction. We got to know each other, and then I... You and Patty sort of started a little beef, and then you squashed it, and then you guys came on, and then it was all good. Yeah, yeah, and actually now we're still kind of like, you know, Twitter buddies yet and stuff, so it was pretty cool how that all all, all got started, so... That's awesome. And yeah, that all, it all got squashed how it should, and, and right. you know, you move on, shake hands, and all that good stuff, so... That's awesome. So what's up with you, man? I actually uh, had a fight here not long ago. It was a boxing exhibition, though, and uh, okay. that went pretty good. Uh, my opponent was doing pretty good in, in exhibition boxing himself. He had a five and one, um, um, you know, exhibition boxing record, and uh, so he was a pretty decent opponent. I ended up uh, ended up sticking it to him pretty good, though. Uh, he nice. I knocked him down uh, once in the second. I knocked him down again in the third, and then his corner uh, threw in the towel before he could answer the bell for the fourth. So Shit. it was uh, it was a good little Fourier four way uh, Fourier into boxing for me there. So I liked it. I, I imagine seeing myself back in the square circle again. And what weight class were you fighting at? That was just a kind of like, almost like a catch weight, but we okay. it was like one eighty five is what we weighed in at. So okay, so perfect. So you didn't have to cut that much weight then. No, no, ten pounds. Oh, yeah. So for you, that's nothing, right? <laughs> no, I mean, not in one day, it's not bad, you know. Oh shit! So you did it all in one day? Yeah, typically, yeah. Fuck! I still don't understand how you I fighters mean, do this. Ten pounds, shit. you know. Uh, to 185 i used to fight at 155 you know right. so yeah yeah oh, 10 pounds cool. to 185 in a day wasn't uh wasn't that challenging so <laughs> so i need an update what's going on with dylan dennis <laughs> who cares that guy's a bomb i don't know <laughs> I don't care. You've moved on. You're done. It's over. No, I'm not done. He's just got me blocked on Twitter. So Still, I don't know wow. what's going on with him. I don't care enough to go like uh, look outside of Twitter to see what he's doing in his life. I'm sure whatever it is, it's <laughs> not good. He's just uh, you know taking advantage of people and uh, you know uh, being being a, a poor role model, all that good stuff. Nice. <laughs> what about yeah. mixed martial arts? Anything on the upcoming? Anything you got? Yeah, I'm playing this one a little bit close to the vest at okay. the moment, but sure. I do have a fight scheduled that'll be within six weeks. Nice. Um, I'll probably be uh, breaking uh, a fight announcement here within the next week or two. Sure, I yeah. just want to make sure everything's you know good to go. We verbally you know came to agreement, but I just uh, we don't have the contract yet, so yeah. I don't want to you know jump jump the gun but you know there's been it's been verbally agreed to so so that's pretty cool i can't wait to see you again in the yeah it's another another nice promotion in the states here like i said i'll i'll reveal more about it when uh when i'm certain that everything's said and done so okay what about outside of fighting and everything what have you been doing with your free time anything cool been watching anything Uh, you like no i don't even really watch fights all i do is i game i mean i'm like a semi hardcore gamer i okay. only play two games really consistently and that would be like uh rocket league and, and PUBG. Oh, wow. would be the 
Yeah, yeah. So I play those two pretty consistently. I'm also a realtor, licensed uh, real estate professional uh, mm-hmm. here in the state of Florida. So I stay pretty busy with that. You know, pulled one out, uh, pulled pulled a page out of the old uh, raging Al Iaquinta's <laughs> playbook there. Right. So, right. so yeah, it's. Um, you know, having uh, fought in the UFC, it actually helps out uh, quite a bit. Uh, you know, in in, uh, in the real estate world, because there hasn't been any you know customer that I've met. I don't typically you know disclose that I you know fought in the UFC unless right. it gets brought up and someone's like, "Oh, I recognize you." You know, and then yeah, yeah, whatever, and uh, we go from there. And then in that case, it always helps you know seal the. It always helps uh, solidify that client or that customer with me, you know. So right. that's pretty cool. Well, going back, going back to Rocket League, uh, I'm going to announce now this this will be the 149th episode that you're on. Next week will be the 150th episode, and I have he is the commentator for the Rocket League Championship. So oh, no way. if you're into Rocket League, maybe you want to listen to that episode and see what it's all about yeah, and everything. Wow, so that's pretty cool. So, but I, because he was trying to explain to me the whole e-gaming thing and how people watch, people play and all this, because I'm old yeah. school. I, I I still can't get into it. I don't understand the obsession. He tries to explain it to me and all this, this and that. And again, you guys will have to listen to it to see how I end up thinking about it. But it, even after talking to him, I understand why people do it, but I still can't. Like, I don't think anyone will ever convince me. Well, I don't me. think it's for everybody, you know, and I don't think it's meant to be like that either, you know. Like, even e-games, I'm not a competitive gamer. Like, you okay. got to be – those are, like, the best gamers in the world that are doing in right. the e-games. You know what I mean? Literally, those are the best video gamers in the world that are – they're professional video gamers okay. that are playing in those types of tournaments. Yeah, yeah. I guess Rocket League does a pretty good tournament. I think they they're, I think their grand championship tournament is a $100,000 grand prize that's nuts that's legitimate money you know like those guys are professionals you know playing those games and they're you know they're playing other games professionally too not just rocket league you know so yeah that's the thing too they branch on to everything else but I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm more of a single player experience type of guy like i like my storytelling like i, I have a ps4 like i like the god of wars uncharted type <laughs> shit yeah. right i can't get into the multiplayer because I, I, it's not that i suck it's just that I I see no end to it, and I I tend everyone always has a losing record unless, the, like you said, they're a professional, right? Well, I mean, you know, you might not always have a losing record. You, there's like some pretty hardcore casual gamers, you know. And I in Rocket League, I consider myself one of those. I'm pretty close to a diamond level, which is you know a few ranks below where the pro level guys are at. Like they're, right. they're playing a like grand champion level. So, and like your ranks within the ranks, there's, there's three ranks within every rank. So it'd okay. be like, well, there's a diamond one, a diamond two, a diamond three. Gotcha. And there's a champion one, champion two, champion three. Mm. And there's grand champion one, grand champion two, grand champion three. And that's the highest you can be as grand champion three. Is right. the absolute highest that you can be. So, yeah, so see, at least you could hold your own, so you have fun with it. With someone like me who's a yeah. casual, like, I shouldn't say casual gamer because I do game a lot, but like I said, it's more single player. I'm more of a casual online player, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, especially first person shooters are really not that fun unless, you know, when you're right. winning, 
little, you know, more than you're losing, it helps if you're winning more than you lose, you know. But, like, games like PUBG, there's 100 people in the game and right. there's only one team that wins, you know what I mean? So, like, PUBG is a little different as long as you can have fun not winning all the time as long as you're not getting killed right away okay. because then you have to watch all your teammates, you know. Right, <laughs> right. Because it's an it's a elimination game. It's not a, a respawn game. You only get one life. Oh, gotcha. See, like sports games, I don't mind playing online either. Because in sports, I never was that sore loser. I didn't mind losing because to me, sports mm-hmm. is fun. Like, I don't know if that makes yeah. sense too, right? So even yeah. if I'm doing sports online and I take a beating, I don't care. I still got to play and yeah. I had my fun. Yeah. But with, like yeah. you said, with the other shit, like when it's, what, like, there's so much involved and it's just, ah, whatever, man. <laughs> it's just not yeah. my cup of tea. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. So is there anything you're looking forward to that's up and coming on the horizon to game or... Anything that you want to get back uh, into? As far as gaming goes, I mean, you know, I don't really get too much into the whole scene anymore now. Okay. There's a couple, you know, hard, there's a couple titles that I play at the moment, you know, and other than that, you know, um, I, you know, it's, just, it's been a while since there's been a real, like, earth shattering Star Wars games, but there used to be some, like, Knights of the Old Republic was like, uh, oh, that's old school. You play that one? No, I was never into it, but I've heard raving reviews of it, and yeah, it's been one of the best like, Star Wars uh, games. That's yeah. like a single-player role-playing yep. type of game. Exactly. And it, yeah, it was like earth-shattering for Star Wars, you know. It was mm-hmm. like really, really blew the... It was a huge title. Had a very, it was like I had a cult following, you know. No, most definitely. Well, they're saying the new Star Wars game isn't too bad. So I'm looking forward to checking yeah, that out. Yeah, it's been a little while since I've played a really good one, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure I'll probably try to play the new one. For sure. All right, let's get into this upcoming uh, Bellator event in Japan. Since I did have Andy on earlier, we could break down some of these big fights because this is a pretty huge card. I guess so you should say it's a Bellator slash Ryzen event. I guess that's fair to yep. say, right? Because you got a little yep. bit from each side. But on the undercard, I have to say it's mostly locals for the exception of obviously andy who i just had on so there's no reason in touching that fight i'm gonna say she's gonna win no questions asked just because she was on the show right i agree i agree i can't have her on to start talking shit about her right it doesn't make sense (laughs) and i guess same goes for uh the monkey god jared brooks he's a former podcast guest as well so i'm gonna say he's He's gonna kick ass roommate of mine oh are you serious there you go yeah no that guy's cool me and Jared used to live together. We have the same manager as well. Oh, shit, that's nice. how we. That's how I know Jared. Yeah, yeah. We used to. We actually lived together here in Florida. He used to train here at American Top Team too. Jared used to. Well, yeah. that's pretty cool. You have any crazy stories you want to share? I uh, probably shouldn't share them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hear I you. I do, but I don't think they should be sh- should be shared. Yeah. <laughs> no worries at all, man. No worries at all. Yeah. So I guess yeah, we could go with... There was a bunch of young kids hanging out. I mean, I, those guys were young. I was older. Tank Scoggins was there. Hector oh, Urbina. Oh, wow. Uh, Brian Houston. I don't know if you know, know those guys. Oh, yeah. I've heard of all those Justin guys. Justin Edwards was there for a little while. Tony Martin. Shit. That's a nice group of guys to be training with, man. Yep. Yep. And they were all training at American Top Team, so... So perfect. So we'll say Jarrett's going to win because he's actually having a rematch yeah. and they went no contest because they butted heads or something the last time they faced off in Ryzen. Oh, 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 so this okay. is a rematch. So, But talking to Jared and, and watching the fight, he, 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 I think he was going to take him down and, and get the W that time. So hopefully yeah. it goes that way again this time around. Yep, yep. So well, he's a scrappy little kid, man. Scrappy little dude. He's not a kid anymore. He's a scrappy little dude. Right? Full of talent, man. Full of talent. Yep. 
So let's get to this main card here, because main card, you could pretty much say you know at least one person in, in, in every match here. So we'll start off with a UFC vet, and also he was on tough as well, Darren Cruikshank against... I'm going to fucking butcher these names, because again, they're locals, so... <laughs> for all you MMA fucking heads out there, I'm not a journalist, I'm just a guy who likes to talk shit and talk to people, so, you know, if you want to listen to Ariel, go listen to his, this is not professionalism, anything over here, so... It's Darren Cruikshank against Goiti Yam- Yama- Yamayuchi... If that makes sense? Uh, you know, again, uh, I don't know exactly the whole Risen scene over there. But, right. man, you know, UFC vets are tough. But I'm sure they're bringing in somebody tough to try to beat them, you know, especially on their home turf. So, uh, man, I'll, 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 I'll take the UFC vet on this fight, I guess. You know, I'm going to have to go with that, too, because I saw, actually, the the tough that Crookshank was on. And he looked like he was a guy that could go, right? And, again, you can't. The big show is the big show, right? Even you could admit yourself, like it's something different when you're there. Like when you see all those oh, lights sure. and you're there in front of all those people, it like you can't replace that experience, right? So, right. But then again, he's not fighting at home. Maybe there's something there too, to add to the story. The other guy probably is there all the time training. So that's oh, why yeah. these cards are interesting. He's gonna right? have home field advantage for sure. That's oh, a most real definitely. Thing. And let's talk Especially about let's talk about the huge arena and the Saitama Dome or Saitama Arena holds what sixty seventy thousand like this is fucking crazy. Yeah. All right, next one. Let's talk about here another UFC vet, Lorenz Larkin against Keita Nakamura. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the hometown guy on this one. Just uh, not not really because of anything. Ex- Particular, except right. that I just like the way his name sounds. So. <laughs> I like the way you think. That's perfect. <laughs> well, again, I'm going to have to go with the UFC vet because I don't know the other guy. And actually, uh, shout out to Lorenz Larkin because he was like one of the first guys to, on his own, leave the UFC and go somewhere else and do as good as he was doing in the UFC. You know what I mean? He wasn't like, UFC didn't fire him. They didn't get rid of him. He just signed oh, with okay, Bellator. Okay instead of signing with UFC. Like, this is when the whole Reebok deal was going on and everyone was making fun yep, of him. Yep, and yep. now he's making more in Bellator than what he was in UFC, right? So he was one of, I guess... Yeah, exactly. So he's one of those pioneer type of guys. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with... Yeah, I have to go with Lorenz Larkin. Awesome. <laughs> Other than, like I said, just knowing that it's Lorenz Larkin, that's it, right? And he's yeah. still young. He's not that old. He hasn't that much mileage on him, right? So <laughs> this next one's going to be fun because this guy, he's... I guess, like they say, he's in the Matrix. Michael Venom Page against Sinshu Enzai. Yeah, I don't think Michael Venom Page is in the Matrix, but... Um, <laughs> I, I want to see your take on this as a fighter. Yeah, yeah. But I will take Michael Venom Page just because I do know he is a good, unorthodox style of fighter. But I think I think he's... I think you're probably going to have a fight, you know, because... Uh, uh, you know those risen guys. There's a lot of good stand up over there, and and right. uh, you know that's that's if he can beat him in the stand up, I think he you know I think he can win that fight. But I, I like Michael Venom Page for this one. And uh, the other thing is too that I didn't put into account that it's going to be rising rules, right? So you're going to have different type of set rules where what you could do down the opponent's shit that you couldn't do in Bellator, right? So is that going to fuck up with some guys? Uh, you know, it can, it sure can. I mean, a lot of times those, you know, rule changes, you know, I mean, you gotta, when you're 
you train MMA, so you get used to using different rules in all different types of situations. When you're doing okay. jiu-jitsu, it's jiu-jitsu rules. When you're doing wrestling, you're using wrestling rules. When, you're training, cool. MMA, when you're training Muay Thai, you're doing Muay Thai rules. So you're used to mixing up rules. But it's certainly when you're used to being able to use certain techniques and things like that, I'm sure the guys that aren't able you know, to use their full repertoire or that don't have, haven't trained stomps to the face. You know, I don't know exactly what risen rules are, but, right. uh, you know, if it does allow any of those types of things, um, you know, I'm sh- the guys that haven't been training it are going to be at slight disadvantage in my opinion, slight. So, yeah, that's true too. I didn't, I, I never thought of that. The way you broke it down was perfect for people who don't know that it's true. These guys are disciplined in so many different martial arts that it's easy to bounce from one to the other. So this is just another martial yeah. art. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to mess anybody up with, you know, more than anything, it's going to, you know, probably be a you know, disadvantage just depending on how the structure works. I think there's more things allowed in Risen than there is in Bellator. No, for sure. Exactly. And then, then the other aspect, too, is the ring versus the cage, right? That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which does make a difference, especially in the grappling game. Oh, that's true, because these guys could follow. You could go into the ropes and all that. Yeah, bri- yeah. there's no cage keeping you in, you gotcha. know. So a lot of times, good jiu-jitsu guy, you just smash him up against the cage, you know. But it that's doesn't work true. the same with the ropes, so. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. And then the other thing I noticed, too, there's a lot of, like, catch weights. Like, even this uh, MVP f- bout is at 173. So. Oh. Then, okay. And the next one now that I'm going to bring up is at 160, which is a former three-time Bellator lightweight champ, Michael Chandler, who's just a beast, against Sydney Outlaw. I've never heard of Sydney Outlaw. Do you know of this guy? Yeah, I do. I train with okay. Sydney. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he trains the American top team. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yep, so I'm going to definitely have Sydney on that card. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going with Sydney. He trains hard. He's uh, going to be ready, that's for sure. Well, he's got a good record at thirteen and three, right? So if he yeah. if he squeaks out, no, I shouldn't even say squeak. If he gets the the win against Chandler, that's a big coup in his way. And yeah. you know what? That's then the sky's the limit for him, right? Yeah. And again, I wonder why they're doing all these catchweights. I don't know if it's again because of the traveling, maybe, or because it can't be last minute boat agreements because all these were announced already weeks in yeah. advance, right? So. I wonder how it is. And then finally, the main event. What everyone came to see. <laughs> 20 years too late, in my opinion, but we're still going to see it. It's Fedor Emelianenko versus Rampage Jackson. Oh, boy, I don't know. Right? You know what I mean? They're both guys that are, you know, past their physical peaks, you know. Um, boy, I I think Rampage might win just because... <laughs> You know, I don't know. I think he's going to have the edge physically on him for sure. For sure. Uh, so. Well, I don't I think, think this one's going to go past the first round. That's for sure. I think you might be onto something there too, yeah. Right. And then well, Fedor hasn't been looking near as good in his last couple fights as he used to look, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think I like Jackson on that one just because uh, – you know, I don't know. I don't even know if Jackson's ever popped for PEDs before or not. But I mean, he looks like he probably could. <laughs> well, maybe that's why he's in Japan. <laughs> well, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they test over there in Risen either. For yeah, PEDs. I don't think so either. You're, you, yeah, yeah, you're right on that. Yeah, and it yeah, is that Bell- heavyweight too, right? So yeah, Bellator might, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. If those, you know, it's hard to say. But I, I'm going to have to go with uh, Jackson. So. 
Yeah, you know what? I think I'm I'm almost on the same boat as you with Jackson, just because. But again, Jackson hasn't looked really stellar in his last few bouts as well, right? So, but again, to see the fall of I shouldn't say fall because fuck, he could still kick half the people's asses out there. But Emilianenko, of a guy, the guy who he used to be, I guess that's a fair assessment to what he is now. Like you know what I mean? He's still the spectacle. You still want to watch it, but then as soon as it starts, it's like, oh, that's right. He's not in his prime anymore, right? So I see where you're coming from. I guess you know what it is. It's whoever could get that first shot in and whoever doesn't gas out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what it comes down to. But yeah, no, like I said, from top to bottom, this seems like a decent card. And I like what they did where, because sometimes when Bellator puts on like these older fights, as they say, or some people call it the senior division to poke fun, (laughs) but they don't put anything underneath. Like they'll just put two like main and co and then a bunch of nobodies I, I hate to say it that nobodies i don't mean like nobodies but people who they don't know right but i like how they did this one where they finally put like two name guys and then they put a bunch of well-known guys and then a bunch of up-and-comers so then everyone gets like a piece of the pie and then everyone gets eyes on it and that's how i i believe you expand the sport instead of just having the old reign and then having the same people over and over on tv it's like okay right. give us some new blood right right so I'm actually looking forward for t- to this one. It's been a while since a Bellator or Ryzen card I've been looking forward to, so it's pretty cool. And plus, it's in Japan. Every, everyone knows I'm a huge Pride fan too as well, so to go back and watch the whole spectacle and the walkouts and everything, it's going to be pretty cool. Nice. Perfect. Want to get into the Dumbass of the Week before I let you go then, my friend? Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So I assume... Probably not now because you cut weight and, and you're a, a high-performance athlete, as they say. <laughs> but... I'm sure everyone's gone to McDonald's once in their life, and I'm sure they fucked up on an order once or twice. Now, has there ever been where you've ordered like ketchup or mac sauce on the side or mayo or something, and then they give you the wrong condiment? Has that ever happened to you? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Have you gotten, like, do you get angry? Do you care? Or do you just go back, ask for another one? Like, what goes through your mind? When I was in college, I lived at roommates that worked in the food industry and they told me horror stories of what they do to people's food who complained so i don't complain ever when i go eat anywhere (laughs) you see thank you i'm so glad you say that because i too used to be in the food industry and i'm not going to share any stories because i'm not going to be an (laughs) asshole here but you are correct my friend when people complain and bitch you don't get the same thing that you're getting back there's a little alteration to it i'm sorry to say (laughs) no (laughs) no and that's why i don't say shit ever about my food i say yeah it's great thank you well in the great state of tennessee there was a woman who pulled up to drive through ordered uh whatever she ordered it doesn't even say what she ordered and asked for, I'm assuming it's breakfast, so she asked for jelly on the side. So she got ketchup instead. Or actually, before, they didn't give her anything, so she went back, and then they gave her ketchup, and then she came back again the second time, and guess what she had in her hand the second time when she pulled up through drive-thru? Shit. Nope, she had a gun pointed at the drive-thru and was pissed as fuck and was demanding this, this, and that, all because she got ketchup instead of jelly. Now, is this fucking chick a dumbass? <laughs> that chick is a dumbass, yes. Can you imagine? Like, what goes through someone's mind? And here's, here's the kicker. She was only 18. Oh, wow. Like, what, what's wrong it's with you at 18? Games. Oh, you know what? See, yeah, that's... But you know what? I hate when people say that, though, because is it really? No, I'm just... Right? I'm, I'm, 
I don't know. It's just a world that we live in. Today's world is a strange, strange place. Well, that's the that's the scary thing. At least up here, we don't have half the gun violence as you guys have down there. Because up here, our guns are totally illegal, right? But we still have shootings. We still have killings with guns, and it freaks us out, obviously, yep. right? But down there, it's become so like regularly that everyone's so like no, no one bats an eye anymore, right? Like it's just like it's, uh, it's part of the culture. It's at the same time, I think America just has, in general, you know, crime is pretty, crime and social disorders are, you know, pretty rampant in America, especially in your larger urban centers, you know, so, um, and especially, you know, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a strange environment that has been created here in America as far as the mental mental health of, of, of our citizens. And, um, you know, you see it in, in things like this. And that and that's, you know, my opinion and what's going on. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big, big issue that has to do, like I said, with really with mental health, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't just go into, you know, gun-related crimes. I mean, there's That's people true. that'll just drive their car, smash it right into somebody, yep. and, you know what I mean, and during a road rage fit, or, you know, people that, you know, uh, uh, you know, doing crazy type of stuff, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it might be, you know. Uh, so it's just, it's a really... Yeah, uh, in my opinion, a mental health issue. And you know what? As as an outsider, again from a different country, who where guns are illegal, you do see it. It's a mental issue because if someone is sane, if someone is responsible, they're not going to go around shooting people or showing off their gun or whatever. They right. they want right. it because of the like like you guys have it in your constitution and all that to bear arms yeah. and just in case anything goes down, you guys could defend yourselves. That's cool. That's what it should be for. Not these fucking people are going around trying exactly. to be insta famous and all this shit. And I, you know what I mean. Yeah, I myself am not, you know, like for the gun control argument. I think okay. there should be, I think there should be better rules and regulations to govern sure. the way that you can acquire firearms and, you know, the documentation of who purchased firearms, who they right. belong to, who this firearm is, you know. So that way you can, if any, you know, you can trace bullets and ballistics, all that type of stuff. You know, you can tell which which bullet came out of which gun, you know, through forensic science and, uh, things like that. So if there, you know, are, are cases like that, the crimes like that, you know, the thing is there's just so many unregistered weapons out on the street and there's, you know, just, uh, you know, the legal, not many crime, not, not, not very many of the violent, um, gun crimes in America are committed with illegal firearms. Uh, I mean, with legal firearms, you know, almost all of them are committed with illegal firearms in the exception of some of these mass shootings and things like that, because these people don't have plans on getting away with, with, with their crime. They actually have intentions of terminating their life at the end of the crime, you know? So that's a little bit different, you know, but as far as these, these impulse crimes, you know what I mean? Those aren't, people carrying around registered firearms with concealed carry permits, you know what I mean? Those are more, more often than not illegal firearms that are people, (laughs) people that have no business having a firearm 
having a firearm so no of course yeah that's so true and it's and like you said it's true where do you begin but like you said you made a good point let's you guys could start with tougher laws tougher this tougher that and like you said you don't have to get rid of it you just have to control it better right just like anything else like for example better here's a perfect i know it's not perfect example but here's my segue into this like up here in canada we legalized weed and now it just came out and it all just came out that the government made like a billion or two billion dollars just in one year off of weed sales. Yeah. And it's like that all goes yeah. back into the infrastructure, into this, into that, instead of having yeah. cops busting kids for dimes right. and this. And like, you know what I mean? So there is a way yeah. to do everything the right way. It's just people need to open their yeah. eyes and get out of, I guess, the old way, right? That's right. Fuck. Well, perfect. On that note. Leo, anything to promote? Anything up and coming? Like I said, floor's no, all yours. Uh, maybe after my, once I get a little closer to this fight, maybe I'll come back on and we can talk about that a little bit or maybe sure. after the fight or something like that. So, but other than that, no, you know, like, uh, yeah, that, that, that's it. So I, I wish I, I wish I could release a little bit more about this upcoming fight, but right. I, at the moment I just kind of, I shouldn't. So until I know it's, it's on paper. So thing, where so. could people follow you on social? So when you do make the announcement, Oh yeah, get at me. Um, Leo, Lion MMA is my Twitter account, and um, at King Koontz is my Instagram. Uh, I'm much more active on Twitter, but get at me on both. Uh, I'll follow you back on both. I'm about that follow back life. I like interacting, and uh, you know, uh, I'm responding and following people. It's just uh, kind of my thing. So that's awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter under Finger Styles. Follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast Dap. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you could get off your chest at the dap at gmail.com. And like I said, next week is the 150th episode, and I like to promote the 150th consecutive episode. So I've been going 150 weeks straight without missing an episode. So tune awesome. in next week. It is Brody Moore. Like I said, he is the he's one of the commentators for the Rocket League Championships. He also hosts a video game show here up in Canada that you could catch on Amazon and all that stuff. So tune into that for next week. And then following that, the upcoming DP Awards, which let's announce right now that Leo is a presenter of an award this year. So thank you for doing that for me. I really appreciate it. So stay tuned for that and more info coming, obviously. And that's, oh, actually next week I I announce all the nominees. So that's another bonus on top of the 150th. I announce the nominees. I talk some video games and then whatever else is up and coming. So perfect. All good, my friend? Awesome. All good, brother. This ended up better than I thought it would. Like I said, you make lemonade out of lemons, right? So That's right. On that note, she's Andy. He's Leo the Lion. I'm Steve. <laughs> this is the podcast. Peace.